0: Are you ready to go higher in the Lord? Well, hello and welcome to A New Level Awaits You. I am your host, Lois Flewelling. We all desire spiritual growth, but do not always know where to begin. On A New Level Awaits You, we provide steps to guide you into your divine assignment and reach greater levels of greatness in the Lord. New levels include receiving dreams and visions, more intimacy on a daily basis, deeper levels of understanding the Word of God, and experiencing God encounters that will change your life. Get inspired by stories of those who have had life-changing encounters with the Lord. Expect to receive and believe for everything God has promised you. Using biblical strategies and revelation, you will begin to soar above every obstacle so that you can reach new levels of anointing, authority, spiritual encounters, and be able to enter into your divine assignment. You will grow in your faith, grow in your anointing and intimacy, and learn how to walk in greater freedom. But most importantly, a warrior spirit will arise within you as you step up in faith and determination to advance the kingdom of God. So get ready to go from glory to glory for new levels await you. Well, welcome to another episode of A New Level Awaits You. Today I'm going to focus on this journey that we're on, we're currently on with so many of us that are going through many things and yet on the other side of it we're also experiencing some wonderful things from the Lord and so as I was pursuing this and and what the Lord wanted me to talk about he took me to the whole story about Peter walking on the water and you see Peter and his friends got into a little boat one afternoon and they wanted to cross the Sea of Galilee and Jesus wanted to be alone. So they were boating without him. In fact, he commanded them to go. And Peter was a fisherman. He had been on the boats all of his life. But this particular night, they get out there. These are the 12 disciples and a fierce storm comes. It blew in. In fact, scripture tells us that the boat was tormented and buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And the disciples were even struggling to keep their boat upright. This was a life or death situation. Now, I've been in Israel and I went out on the Sea of Galilee and I remember them talking to us about this particular sea being so unpredictable. And storms even rose quickly out in, in the Sea of Galilee. And so those that went out on the boat needed to recognize the signs of the winds suddenly shifting and actually be proactive in getting to safety. As you looked across the horizon, which they showed us, it, it revealed that there was something about the mountains and the way that things were around the Sea of Galilee that caused this sudden shift in the winds. Well, at this particular story, it was three o'clock in the morning, and the disciples at this point were more concerned about staying alive than getting to shore. And then one of the disciples, they noticed a, sh- a something, a shadow moving towards them on the water. And as it got closer, it became apparent that it was a figure of a human being, and it was walking on the water. Now, can you imagine if you saw that? Now, I want you to think about this. Imagine the distress that these disciples were in. They were trying to keep their boat upright, and then this figure of a man starts walking on the water, towards them. I mean, they were terrified. They were in fear, not because the shadow was coming, but because of, of what the situation was, the storm that they were in, thrown in the midst of. And so yet they were terrified. They were in fear. And what did they immediately do? They assumed it was a ghost and they did not even recognize that it was Jesus. So as I read this scripture, I stopped to grasp what they must have been going through. See, Jesus didn't come with them. If he had, they probably would have reached out to him immediately for help. But instead, their fears intensified. And they did not recognize Jesus when he came to them to help them. See, in the middle of the storm, often we don't see Jesus either. So I'm not going to be too hard on those disciples because we're, we often are the very same way. Sometimes we don't ask Jesus to come along with us. And sometimes we don't see him when he's right there in our midst. And other times he has to be so blatant about it so that we can open our eyes to see. And this is what this was about. You know, I wondered, how could this be? Here we have these disciples. And if you back up in this scripture in Matthew, and you look at this scripture, and it tells you in Matthew 14, that what they had experienced before that, before they even went out on the boat, was an amazing miracle. This was the multiplication of the five loaves of bread, and the two fish, and from this amount of food, they fed about 5,000 men, besides the women and children who were there with them, And then they had 12 basketfuls of pieces, of broken pieces left over. So I wondered, how could they not recognize Jesus and what he could miraculously do within just hours of being a part of this whole demonstration of this miracle? Have you ever wondered why we too can experience miracles and then shortly afterwards forget who Jesus is, even in our lives? Then I began to understand a few things. See, in the middle of our storms, tormented by the waves of disappointment and doubt, we're no better at recognizing the presence than they were. And then the question came, why was Jesus walking around on the Sea of Galilee at three o'clock in the morning? What was he up to? Well, again, we have to look back at the scriptures to get more understanding around it. Because it says immediately, now this is after the miracle of the multiplication of food, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside to pray by himself. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against them. You see, Jesus sent them out on that boat. I think he needed time away from the crowds. And yes, he knew about the storms. He knew what was going on. But why did he send them out if he knew, if he understood about these storms? Maybe a teaching lesson, perhaps. Do you ever wonder if If some of our storms is to teach us some lessons to think of it. In fact, most of my life, I've looked at different things that have happened to me in my lifetime. And I've always said, "Okay, Lord, what lesson are you trying to teach me today? I think he was trying to get them to trust him, uh, to help them and guide them into believing how to place their destiny into his hands. In fact, his words in verse 27 of this chapter indicate this. It says, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. You know, he sends us out. He asks us to take risk in our lives. We've had miracles in our lives. I mean, too, big ones. I know I have. I've had many big miracles in our lives. Healing miracles, opportunity miracles, even relationship miracles. And we could go on and describe so many more miracles. But when the storm hits, yeah, then we start questioning things, don't we? Then we start examining, you know, things around us. And where is Jesus? Some of us even get angry at Jesus and saying, he wasn't there for me. He didn't hear me. And perhaps he's teaching us too how to trust in him and not doubt his ways. If we look over in Mark 6, verses 45 through 52, the versions of this story, we have another interesting twist. It says, He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. And shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when he saw them on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because all they, they all saw him and were terrified. And immediately he spoke to them. Why? Because they did not recognize him. They did not know it was him. And he said, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. He climbed, out of the, climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were all completely amazed for they had not understood about the loaves, And their hearts were hardened. Now, why in this scripture does it add that piece of it? So there's some questions that I have. And I think, you know, there's more understanding about around why did the disciples behave in this way? In both the storms and in their miracles of their lives. It appears obvious that God knows when we are in storms. He allows us to figure it out on our own and then we can call to him. And many of us call at the beginning. Some of us call in the in the middle of things and then lots of them call at towards the very end. And we know that Jesus will step in to help us. This is we know that from our own life experiences and from scripture. You know, he's capable in this scripture of calming every storm and he will do that for us. But I have some questions, and I I wanna present some of these. I'm gonna do this in a two-part message, but this first, uh, for today, what I wanna look at here is, why was Jesus going to pass them by, especially when they were struggling so much? That's what it says here. He was gonna pass them by. And I thought, hmm, why would he pass them by? He he went out there to help them, and it's it's kind of uh, crazy when you look at that. You know, when he says that that he was going to just pass them by, why would he go? Why would he be even? What was be his intention around that? And so the second question was, why were the disciples so amazed after being? Rate demonstrated that previous miracle had their uh, you know their expectation of Jesus not increased is that what happens to us we just take the miracle but our expectations of what he can do and who he is in our lives doesn't become increased and my third question is and I will examine question number two and question number three on the next episode but why were their hearts hardened I can understand not understanding the miracle, but I don't understand the hardening of the heart. You'd think it would soften their hearts up. So for the question number one, I want to look at why did he pass them by? What was going on there? Sometimes do you think that God is just passing you by? Do you think that he's kind of, out there but and and you just wonder why isn't he coming in closer why is he doing what he's doing well there's a pattern in scripture to help us understand that you know see God put Moses in the cleft of a rock so Moses could see while his glory passed by and the Lord passed before him interesting then in God also told Elijah to stand on the mountain. Do you remember that? He said, for the Lord is about to pass by. And he heard him, not in the earthquakes, not in the, this thundering voice, but in the still small voice. I think in each case, God had to get people's attention, whether it's through a burning bush, as in Moses or whether it's in the wind or the fire, or even walking on the water. With each person, God was going to call them to do something extraordinary. Each person in these situations all felt terrified, afraid, unsure, very insecure about what God expected of them. But every time they said yes to their calling, they experienced the power of God in their lives, just as we know what happened here in this story. See, as Jesus was walking by, he knew there was a storm out there. He woke up. He knew they were struggling with the oars. They were straining to keep the boat upright, just like we often strain to keep our lives upright on the and make it stable. Sometimes, don't you feel that way? Jesus knows all that. He was there. He was pr- he was praying around a lot of things that and listening to the voice of God during this time. But I believe that if Jesus came out onto the water, I mean, he's pretty capable of doing a lot of different miracles. We don't always understand that. But I think he was demonstrating or revealing to them his divine presence and his power. Jesus has sent them out on the boat, just like he sends us out. He shifts up our life in so many different ways so that we have to take some risk. We have to step out into the unknown. Yes, we do it. We do it afraid. Some of us don't do any of it because we're too afraid but when we say yes to that and take those steps he's right there with us he's around us he's he's coming close to us he's saying I just want to reveal to you I'm here you're safe I can help you I have an amazing power I have a divine presence and I'm right here with you you see Jesus understands our storms and he understands that these storms are going to try to get our eyes off of him. And then Jesus enters again with his presence and his power to impact us in such a way that we shift our focus back on him. See, they were so focused on the storm that they could not recognize Jesus, that he was right there there he was coming towards them they knew it was something and they were still so focused on their fear and their and how terrified they were that they thought it was a ghost sometimes we kind of shift that up so we all we see is the fear the anxiety the evilness or the demonic stuff all we ever see is is that because we've taken and refocused our eyes on that all the stuff going on all the things that are happening in our lives and we all experience those times but i believe god is really trying to say to us today i'm in the midst of all this i'm right there i'm on the shore of all this and i'm watching you i'm i'm checking you out i know what you're i know how far you can go before i need to intervene he doesn't want us to stay in that. Now, he keeps on telling us, you know, do not fear. Do, you know, and he says, take courage. It's me. I'm here. That's what he's saying to them. And so, you know, when Jesus enters in with that power and the presence to impact us in this way, I mean, it's to put our focus back on him. In my life, it happens again and again and again. I have a huge faith. I've taken lots of risk. And then the storms come. And then I notice my faith kind of shifts and diminishes some. Then I notice that my focus gets so much onto what's happening in my life that I'm not focusing on Jesus and and giving him and talking to him and praying to him and Helping, allowing him to guide me. See, Jesus often will enter in and shift us back with his greatness, his faithfulness. He tells me, You can trust me. I am safe with him. Take courage. It is me. I want to leave you with this message today that you may not think that Jesus is there with you, that he's not in your midst. It may be that you're just not focusing on him. Maybe you're focusing too much on the storm and he's coming with a strong message today in the midst of every storm that you're going through out there today. He is with you. He may be Right around you. And it may look like he's passing you by. But my my impression of all that is that he is going gonna to surround you with his presence. And he's going to bring you to safety. Because that's who he is. He's always watching over us. He always is caring about us. He wants us to be safe in the midst of whatever we're going through. But I think it's more than that. He wants us to begin to trust him for the greater things. He wants us to start, begin to step out of our boats of comfort and walk on water. And I'll get into that on the next episode. So I'm praying that you'll stay tuned to that because he is calling us to walk on the water. Get out of our comfort places and start stepping in, stepping in completely, trusting him and to do the very things that he's calling us to do. So for today, just go with this. He wants to get your attention. And yes, he will use some extreme ways sometimes to get your attention. For Moses, yeah, the burning bush. But it turned Moses' focus back to God. For some, I mean, even like them, it's the wind. Maybe it's the fire part of things. But I know this. God wants to revert us back to look at him for all things. So can you trust him today? Will you walk with him? Will you say yes to him? Will you turn your focus on Jesus because he needs you? And I know this, you want him too. So Lord God, I pray right now that you will open up eyes so that they can take the filters off of whatever is distorting their image of who you are, that you will come out of this shadow and you won't be that shadow. You won't be seen as anything else but the Lord Jesus Christ who can do all things. The great I am who is capable of doing miracles in their lives. And so, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that you're pulling them out of this storm. You're focusing them and helping them to see you, the very one that they need, the very one that can change their life and transform them. And we give this praise and glory to you in your precious name. Amen. I am excited about where God takes you in our journey together. I truly believe great exploits await you. Visit my website, loiswellen.com, for books, blogs, and messages to reach your new level in the Lord. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please subscribe, rate, or review the show on iTunes, cbnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel and grow the kingdom of God.